You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 249. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back to the Earn That Body podcast. Thank you so much for showing up week after week for being a awesome listener and follower. It absolutely means the world to me. So thank you. And I hope that you are subscribed to the podcast. So what happens when you subscribe, just so you know, is you'll make sure that you always get the most up-to-date podcast episode right in your podcast player, whatever player that may be. And that will help ensure that you never miss an episode. So do make sure you subscribe, and if you want to give me a rating or review, that is the best way to always say thank you for me putting out the podcast week after week without a single advertisement. That is my goal always, to not bore you and make you forward through 10 minutes of advertisements, but rather I do this podcast as my gift, uh, my volunteer work, and my way to give health back to the community. So those are just a few tidbits, and what are we talking about today? Well, we're going to talk about processed meat. Processed meat is generally considered unhealthy. I'm sure you've probably heard that. And it's been linked with diseases like cancer and heart disease in so many studies. And there is no doubt that processed meat contains many harmful chemicals that are not present in fresh meat. So what I want to do today is tell you a little bit about what is considered a processed meat because you might be eating some things and not even realize that that's a processed meat and some of the studies uh, and information that talk about what kinds of diseases it might in fact cause. And I say might because we're going to talk about that research as well. So all of that after this. And now, it's time for the Eagle's Eye on Health. These are Kim's quick tips, latest health news, or piece of weekly inspiration. In today's Eagle Eye on Health, coming you from Idea Fitness Magazine, they are once again talking about the keto diet. But it might be saying something that you haven't heard before. I mean, it's something that I have said from day one about the keto diet. But since the study review came out again, I wanted to make sure everybody knew. Now, a lot of you are done with keto diet. You've been there. You've done that. You lost weight. You gained it all back. Whatever the case may be, the Eagle's Eye on Health is here to tell you this. Weighing in on the keto diet, this is what it says. While extremely low carbohydrate diets like fat forward keto can aid in short-term weight loss, they have mixed effects on other health markers according to a scientific statement issued by the National Lipid Association published in the Journal of Clinical Lipidology. Now, based on a review of existing research, investigators pinpointed a few benefits of low-carb diets, including more weight loss over the first six months, appetite suppression, and lower blood sugar in people with diabetes. But a keto-style diet can drive up levels of low-density lipoprotein cholesterol. That's your LDL. That's what we call the bad cholesterol. So what they're saying is that keto-style diets are increasing the bad cholesterol. You do not want that, people. A troubling form of cholesterol it is that can raise the risk of heart disease. And the diet appears to offer no greater weight loss 
after one year than plans that allow for greater carbohydrate consumption. The report also stresses that extremely low-carb diets can be harder to stick with over time and often restrict nutrient-dense foods that offer so many health benefits. The investigation was limited, they said, um, over certain long-term trials on low-carb diets and health outcomes like heart disease and diabetes. So this particular one was limited, but there's no way that eating all meat, which is what a lot of keto people do, is they just, they'll eat every kind of meat in the world. They'll eat bacon, they'll eat a lot of processed meats that we're gonna talk about today. They eat cheeses, high fat foods. The fat percentage of keto clients is really quite off the charts. And that gets incredibly unhealthy. And this is where you really have to ask yourself, What is more important to you, weight loss or your health? Because you've got to make that decision before you start any diet or nutrition program, in my opinion. If you don't care about your health and you're just looking for a quick fix, then yeah, the keto diet might be the way to go. But if you're tired of getting on that diet train, if you're tired of going on all these yo-yo diets that are not sustainable, and are not healthy, then at some point you have to figure out how to eat a balanced diet so that you can live your best life, right? Or what I like to say is live your healthiest life of all time. Because when you eat a balanced diet, you are gonna lose weight, you're gonna have maximal energy, so you're gonna be able to work out better, you're gonna have better performance, you're more likely to sleep better, you're gonna have less cravings, So many wonderful things that you should want to feel on a daily basis. You should not just want to lose pounds in an unhealthy way. So probably if you follow the Earn That Body podcast, you probably already know that that's really a huge passion of mine is to help people get on a balanced, healthy diet, help people lose weight in a sustainable way where I give them the tools so they can then live that life on their own. They shouldn't have to be with me for the rest of their lives as a trainer. Now, several people come back to me. Some people come back to me once a quarter just for a little accountability. Let's face it, we all need accountability sometimes. That's not a problem. As long as I can educate and give you the tools so that you can do everything on your own to maintain weight loss, to be healthy, and to truly eat a balanced diet. But if you're thinking of going keto, or if you are going keto, if you eat keto, just know you should have your cholesterol checked. You should have it checked all the time because as that cholesterol rises, you are increasing your risk of cardiovascular disease. And that's where you have to ask yourself, is it worth it to have a heart attack but have lost weight if you're doing it in the wrong way, right? So something to think about. But now let's actually pull all that back and talk a little bit about processed meat, which I think a lot of keto diet people do eat, a lot of processed meat. So let's talk about this. What is processed meat? And a lot of the information today comes from Healthline, comes from WebMD, lots of different sources that I reviewed for this topic. Now, there's no real actual definition, in fact, of processed meat. It's more like a description. But if you smoke it, if you salt it, if you cure it, if you add preservatives to it, then guess what? It's probably processed, right? And people who eat a lot of these kinds of meats 
are more likely, they say, to get heart disease, diabetes, and even certain kinds of cancer. And this is really due to the salt, the fat, and the chemical preservatives. So what kinds of meats am I talking about? Well, sausages, hot dogs, salami, your ham, your cured bacon, really any salted and cured meat, even corned beef, smoked meat, dried meat, beef jerky. Lots of you guys grab a beef jerky pack uh, thinking that that's gonna help you with your protein for the day, but it is a processed meat, you should know that. Canned meats, and really all of the deli meats that you might make a sandwich with, these things are considered processed meat. Now the problem is that processed meat is linked with chronic disease. And eating processed meat is associated with increased risk of many chronic diseases, such as high blood pressure, right? Heart disease, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, your, your COPD, and even bowel and stomach cancer. Now, I have to say that as I did my research for processed meat, I saw the words bowel and stomach cancer so much that makes me never want to have processed meat <laughs> because that seemed to be a high point of what can happen from processed meat. Now, they also say studies on processed meat consumption in humans are all observational in nature. And they show that people who eat processed meat are more likely to get these diseases. But they actually could not prove that the processed meat is the thing that caused them. Now, even so, there is evidence convincing because the links are strong and consistent that there is some connection with processed meat and some of these diseases. Additionally, all of this is supported by studies in animals. Now, an example of that is that they did a study with rats showing that eating processed meat for these rats raised the risk of bowel cancer. There it is, bowel cancer, I told you. I see it every article I was reading, bowel and stomach cancer. Now, one thing they say is clear is that processed meat contains harmful chemical compounds. And these harmful chemicals may increase the risk of these different types of chronic disease. And the most widely studied compounds are what I'm gonna tell you about right now. So we're talking about nitrites, N-nitroso, or they say call them nitroso compounds, and nitrosamines. So N-nitroso compounds are cancer-causing substances believed to be responsible for some of the adverse effects of processed meat consumption. They are in fact formed from nitrite, think about sodium nitrite, that's what they're formed from, that is added to processed meat products. Now, you might ask yourself, well, why are they adding sodium nitrate to the processed meat? There's three main reasons that they do this. The first one is they want to preserve the color of the meat, right? They want it to have that sort of red, pink color. Apparently, that's what we look at, and that's what we are uh, associating with a good piece of meat because that's the color they want it to be. So that's one reason that they add sodium nitrite. They also add it to improve the flavor by suppressing fat oxidation. 
And the last reason is to prevent the growth of bacteria, improving flavor, and cutting the risk of food poisoning. Well, that, that one really does make sense. We don't want bacteria or food poisoning. So that one I definitely get, but I personally could let go of the color one <laughs> for sure, right? Now, nitrites and related compounds like nitrate are also found in other foods. So it's not just in your processed meats, and they're even found in relatively high levels in some vegetables and may even be beneficial for health in some ways. However, not all nitrite is the same. So the nitrite in processed meat can turn into something called the N-nitroso compounds, and that's what is harmful. And the most widely studied of these is the nitrosamines. Now, processed meat is the main dietary source of these nitrosamines as well, and other sources include contaminated drinking water, tobacco smoke, and salted and pickled foods. So that is something to think about. What they are putting in processed meat is also found in contaminated drinking water and tobacco smoke. Well, we know those things aren't good for you, right? Now, nitrosamines are mainly formed when processed meat products are exposed to incredibly high heat levels, like when you fry bacon or even when you grill sausages. And studies in animals show that the nitrosamines might play a role in the formation of, what do you think? Bowel cancer. So this is supported by observational studies in humans Again, they do these studies in animals, but it's observational in humans, and it does indicate that nitrosamines may increase the risk of stomach and bowel cancer, all right? Now, the next one is polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. They call these PAHs. Now, meat smoking is one of the oldest preservation methods. They often use it with salting, with drying, and it leads to the formation of various potentially harmful substances, and they would include these PAHs. Now, they are a large class of substances that form when organic matter is burning, and they're transferred into the air with smoke and accumulate on the surface of smoked meat products. And meat that is barbecued or even grilled or roasted over an open fire. They can be formed from burning wood or charcoal, dripping fat that burns on a hot surface, or even burnt or charred meat. And for this reason, smoked meat products can be very high in these PAHs. And it's believed that the PAHs may contribute to some of the adverse health effects of processed meat, and numerous studies in animals have shown that some PAHs can cause cancer. Now, they also talk about heterocyclic amines. These are your HCAs. And the HCAs are a class of chemical compounds that form when meat or even fish is cooked at very high temperatures. So maybe when you're frying them or grilling them, and they are not restricted to processed meat, but significant amounts can be found in things like sausages, fried bacon, even a lot of the meat burgers. And HCAs cause cancer when given to animals in very high amounts. 
Now, generally speaking, these amounts are definitely much higher than those normally found in the human diet. But I always think it's interesting if they do these studies in animals and large amounts are causing the cancer, what does that mean over the span of your life? Like if you keep eating these things all the time consistently, would that add up and would that increase your chances of cancer later in life? Something that they still have to fully study. Nevertheless, numerous observational studies in humans does indicate that eating well-done meat may increase the risk of cancer in the colon, actually breast cancer as well, and even prostate. So the level of HDAs can be minimized by using gentle cooking methods like frying under a low heat instead of that super high heat, or even steaming. And you do wanna avoid eating charred or even blackened meat. Now the last one, you've probably heard of it, sodium chloride. Of course, we all know this one. And processed meat products are so, so high in sodium chloride, right? Also known as table salt. This is why when you're a client of mine and you eat deli meat, which you're allowed, I just recommend it's in moderation because for one reason, deli meat is a processed meat, it's not super healthy, and it's also so ridiculously high in sodium. It can throw your sodium off for the entire day just because you had three slices, potentially, of certain brands of deli meat. Now, for thousands of years, salt has been added to food products as a preservative. However, it's most often used these days to improve the taste of this meat, of the processed meat. And although processed meat is far from being the only food that's high in salt, because sadly we know if you just go to any restaurant, no matter what you eat, it will be high in salt, it definitely may contribute significantly to the salt intake of so many people. Because so many people go out and have a sandwich every day, and if it's deli meat they're putting in it, or if they go to Subway, right, then very high chances that the sodium is going to be off the charts. Excessive salt consumption may play a role in hypertension, in heart disease, especially in those who have a condition called salt-sensitive hypertension. That's actually a thing. Some people are way more sensitive to sodium than others, so it's something that you want to take note of. In addition, several observational studies indicate that diets high in salt may increase the risk of stomach cancer. So again, it's another reason that I work with my clients and I don't have the focus just be, did you lose weight this week? Did you, if you reduced your sodium in your session with me by like half, which is a lot for some people, then you might have just reduced your risk of stomach cancer. To me, that is the most important thing. Your health is the most important thing. And so as you get rid of sodium type high foods in your diet, you're not only likely going to lose weight, you're definitely gonna lose water weight, but you're improving your overall health. Now, they say that this is supported by studies showing that a high salt diet may increase the growth of something called Helicobacter pylori. And that's a bacterium that causes stomach ulcers, which are a real risk factor for stomach cancer. Now, adding sun salt to whole foods to improve the flavor, that's okay, right? But you wanna be really careful about how much that little bit actually is, right? Because eating massive amounts from processed foods 
can still be enough to cause harm. Now, let me ask you something. Do you ever get tired of seeing all this or listening to all this? Like sometimes I read this stuff and I get so sort of sort of disturbed and sort of depressed about what is happening to our food system. Adding things to preserve them, to give them a higher or longer shelf life, to make them cheaper overall, um, to make their color stand out. The things that so many food companies are willing to add to our food supply, to our foods that we eat and our children eat so that they can make a dollar or a lot more than that, I am starting to find it incredibly disturbing. And there are a lot of things that go on in our country in the United States that are not allowed in other countries. And that one really burns me too. And I should definitely do a podcast on that one. I have to do a lot of research. But there are a lot of chemicals that we put in our food here in the United States that have been banned in other countries for a long, long time. So all of these things are, you know, they're they're hard to like digest, <laughs> no pun intended. But what can you do about this? I mean, we're we're all going to be eating a certain amount of processed food and in moderation you can. I'm not telling you to be a diehard and be crazy and never have a bite. I'm not telling you to never eat bacon. I'm not telling you you can never have a sausage, right? Or deli meat for that matter. But what are some things that you can do. Well, that is something that WebMD goes into for a few different types of processed foods. And they talked about like, well, if you are gonna have bacon, what could you do? So an example would be, you could look for brands with lower salt, right? And that's usually what I tell my clients. I'll say, hey, I looked at your food log yesterday and the sodium was off the charts for that deli turkey. How about finding a different brand? Now, often your organic brands will be lower in sodium, but that does not mean they don't have sodium or that they're super low in sodium. But definitely, if you're gonna have some bacon, why don't you at least do yourself the favor and your children and your family to look at all the different bacon options and start looking at the label so maybe you can grab the one that is a lot lower in salt. And then of course, bacon would be something that you eat in moderation. Like I maybe have bacon once every couple months if my husband makes it. Otherwise, I would never, I've never made it. Um, but I'll have a piece of bacon. But it's not something that you want to have every single day. Now, what about cold cuts? Remember cold cuts? It's, it's not really, t- nobody really says cold cuts, I feel like, anymore. But we're talking about hunks of beef and ham and turkey that are preserved with various amounts of salt and they have seasonings and they have sugar and sometimes chemicals and they are basically what they use in sandwiches, right? Or even snacks. Well, what could you do if you're gonna have a deli sandwich? Well, I always say check the ingredients of the meat that you are using because some cold cuts and deli meat may not be as bad for you as others. So you might be thinking like, okay, well, I go to Subway. Well, just so you know, I did a little, I've done a lot of uh, searches on Subway before and I've looked and I've compared a six inch turkey sub to a a foot long and how much sodium and this and that. Well, health.com did a little article and I came across this and I thought it was really a little 
interesting tidbit about the Subway sandwiches. Now, an, a registered dietitian, Cynthia Sass, was the one who did it, and she said that Subway does offer a downloadable PDF that lists all the ingredients for its breads, for its proteins, veggies, condiments, and other items, including their pizzas, cookies, and soups. Now, here's an example of why checking the ingredients of those actual things, like checking the ingredients of the protein that you're eating can really matter. Because Subway's grilled chicken is not cooked chicken breast. Like you would think, right? That I'm getting Subway's grilled chicken, the chicken ingredients are gonna be chicken breast. Its ingredients include boneless, skinless chicken breast with rib meat, soy protein concentrate, modified potato starch, sodium phosphate, potassium chloride, maltodextrin, dextrose, caramelized sugar, and other ingredients, which they don't even list. There's other ingredients. That's just in the chicken. They're not saying that's in the sandwich. They're saying that is what's in the chicken. Now, when I look at ingredient lists like these with clients, they'll often tell me, oh, I assumed it was just a fresh chicken breast, right? Like what you're gonna maybe find at the grocery store meat aisle, you look at a chicken breast and you think, well, that's what's gonna be in my Subway chicken sandwich. But it might not be the case, especially at a lot of these franchise type sandwich stores, right? So always take a look for yourself to see if the ingredients for the item you're interested in are as simple as you might think. Now, another thing I want you to know is that I looked up for you guys for this podcast, a six inch turkey sandwich at Subway has eight, has over 800 milligrams of sodium. And a 12 inch, the foot long, has over 1600 milligrams of sodium. That is not healthy. I'm gonna tell you right now, if you are 55 years and under, or I should say if you are under 55, You should only be taking in 2,300 milligrams of sodium a day, and that's the high. So like if you take in 2,300 a day, you're already on the very high side. You wanna be under that. And if you're 55 and older, you wanna be under 1,500 milligrams a day. Well, this 12 inch has 1,620 milligrams of sodium. I mean, that's basically it for your day. Like that's all your sodium. So these are the kind of things you have to think about the next time you go to eat your processed meat. Now, what if you like fast food chicken nuggets? (laughs) What if your kids like them? I mean, come on, we've all been there. I grew up eating McDonald's chicken nuggets with the sweet and sour sauce and the dip the fries in. They were truly amazing. (laughs) They're easy to pop in your mouth. The kids love them, but guess what? They're heavily processed. There's chicken meat in them along with bones, blood vessels, nerves, connective tissue, fat, and skin. That alone makes me kind of want to throw up in my mouth. And if you buy your own chicken and bake it in bite-sized chunks, you can leave out all that stuff that you definitely don't wanna think about, much less eat, much less have your kids eat, right? So if they're very into fast food chicken nuggets, make them on your own, all right? You can get chicken, you can bake it, you can bread it, you can chop it up, give them a little sauce. It's such a better option. Now, what about those of you who love beef jerky? It's awesome. I'm not a big beef jerky eater personally, but it's great for like traveling. You can throw it in your bag and it's sort of a a fast, easy snack. It's dried, it's salted, right? 
but you can put it in your pocket so it makes it an easy snack to bring along. Now the quality of beef jerky is what is going to make all the difference. The cheaper mass produced beef jerky, it can have a lot of sugar along with a lot of fat and of course a lot of salt. But some of the higher quality beef jerky, even though yes, it's still gonna be processed, they don't have as much of the sugar, the fat, and the salt. So this is where it comes back to the do a little research. If you love beef jerky, if your child loves beef jerky, if your partner loves beef jerky, when you go to buy it, go ahead and turn the package over and look at all your options at the market and study A, what's in the ingredient list, make sure there's nothing bad or artificial in there, and then B, can you pick the one with the least amount of sodium? And it's pretty eye-opening. Like You might be like, oh, I've never looked at how much sodium was in my beef jerky. Well, give that one a try because you're going to be you're gonna be eyes wide open. <laughs> now, what about pepperoni pizza? Yes, I eat it too. I'm not telling you that you cannot have pepperoni pizza. It's definitely a favorite topping for almost all people who do like pizza, but pepperoni is in that family of processed meats. Fermented sausages as well are put on pizzas, also processed meats, and they all have high salt, high fat, high calories, even sugar, and lots of preservatives. Once in a while, if you want to have a slice of pepperoni pizza, two maybe max, you're going to be fine. You definitely wouldn't want to have pepperoni pizza daily. And if your kids are at that age where they're like, they only eat pizza and they won't eat anything else, don't give them pepperoni pizza every night because that pepperoni is in fact an unhealthy processed meat. Now, personally, one thing that I like to do when I eat pizza is I almost always pick the vegetarian pizza. Now, you might ask why. It's because the meats they put on pizza are the lowest quality meat, they're not going to be organic, and they're incredibly processed. Let's face it. I don't know a single pizza place, even some of my favorites, that tell me it's organic meat. So you're looking at the worst quality meat and the most processed meat, and that's just going to boost the sodium up even higher uh, than just the pizza alone that has red marinara sauce, super high in sodium. Um, the crust probably has a lot of sodium as well, and so does the cheese. So if you are looking for a way to eat pizza but make it a little less bad for you, skip all of the processed meat, go for the vegetarian option. Or again, once in a while you can have it, but that's one way that you can improve your pizza. Now, some people love breakfast sausage. I do get some clients and every single day on their food log in the first week, I see breakfast sausage. Now, if it comes in a package, if it glistens like it's been dropped in a vat of oil, and it tastes like a salt lick, it's probably not that good for you, just so you know. It definitely can be tasty. I mean, I'm not a big sausage person, but it can be tasty and it goes well with eggs. And a lot of my clients are adding it because they're like, oh, I thought it was a great source of protein. And if you really want it, you can have it. But I would have it in moderation. I would never have sausage every single day. Personally, one to two times a week would be an absolute max. But again, if you are a sausage lover, then the next time you go to the market, all I want you to do is look at the different options. 
for your sausages and see if you can find one that is less in sodium, that is less in fat. Um, maybe you can just make sure that you're getting the one that is the healthiest of all the least healthy. <laughs> I don't think I said that right, but none of them are gonna be healthy, right? So it's like picking the, the best of the worst choices is basically what you wanna do. So that would be definitely one alternative. A lot of people think that, oh, the turkey sausage is gonna be healthier. Honestly, I don't see that very often. Usually they're loaded in just as much preservatives and sodium. And so I'm not sure that they come out to be that much healthier and definitely not it's healthy. Like some people think, oh, but I get the turkey one, so that's healthy. No, it's still pretty processed for a sausage. And then the last one that so many of us like would be a fast food hamburger. Now the ground beef at a fast food restaurant that they use in the hamburgers often has growth hormones, antibiotics to go along with all of the salt, the fat, the preservatives. It's definitely a better choice to make a fresh, homemade, organic burger at home if you can, all right? I'm totally fine with a lean beef hamburger at home. You can do ground turkey as well, but I honestly, I have a lean beef burger probably once every other week at home. We, you know, we have that on the barbecue. So if you can make it at home, that's always going to be better. If you have to go out for your burger, I would not go to McDonald's or Jack in the Box or those kind of places because that meat is highly, highly processed. Now, I happen to live in Austin and we have a company called P. Terry's, which I will go there for a fast food burger on occasion. And there it is a hormone-free, antibiotic-free meat. That would be a great thing to choose if you have an option like that at a restaurant near you. But other than that, you will not see me at McDonald's. And just I, I, as I say that, I'm laughing because so long ago, do you guys remember when there was that thing called Redbox? And that like, I think you got your, your DVD through Redbox, right? And the red box in our area was in McDonald's. And I was like always so afraid that someone was going to see me in there and be like, I saw Kim Eagle in McDonald's yesterday. <laughs> but it was just the red box. I wonder if that's even around anymore. Anyway, that was a side note. But there you have it on everything that you truly need to know about processed meat. And I think more than anything, what I want you to take away from this is for one, it probably sparked some some different thoughts in your head. Like you might not have realized that this was considered a processed meat or that that had so much sodium or that you thought Subway was such a healthy choice and now you know otherwise. Or if I just sort of like piqued your interest or caught your attention about certain things that you eat or your child eats and now you might modify how often you eat those things, that would be great. Um, maybe now you're gonna check those labels. I mean, for some of these franchise restaurants, they are required to put full nutrition and ingredient lists online. So it might be of interest for you. Even do it with your kids, like get them involved so they understand what's in their food as well and see what is in the chicken we're gonna eat at Subway today. Because guess what kids, it's not just chicken, right? So if I'm able to get you to start looking at your processed foods in a different way and to be able to moderate how often you eat them 
And then also just put in that slightly extra effort to check the labels when you buy them so that when you're looking at all of those different sausage options, you pick the best of the worst choices because even that in itself is taking a step in the right direction. But all in all, you just want to modify, moderate how often you are eating processed meats. They are not super healthy. They are connected to certain diseases. And it's just not something that you want to have too often, even for the kids. So I used to give my son like a turkey sandwich a couple times a week max because I really didn't want to put the deli meat into his meals that often. Um, but now he's off in college and I don't ever buy deli meat. So <laughs> I won't eat it. I would rather have other things that aren't so heavily processed. So that's everything for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope it definitely brought a few things to your attention. And the Earn That Body podcast, it is always here to bring you health, fitness, and nutrition information that you can put into play right away. So go put that processed meat information into play the next time you go to the market. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.